The information provided is not a substitute for legal and other professional advice where the facts and circumstances warrant. People should always consult their own legal or other professional advisors and discuss the facts and circumstances that apply to their specific circumstances. The information shared on Ask the Landlord is for educational purposes only. Hello, everyone, and we're back with another episode of Ask the Landlord with our favorite landlord, Albert Dweck. I'm Melissa. I'm one of Albert's producers and a former New York City, Pittsburgh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and Washington, D.C. renter. And together, we're going to be asking this landlord some questions. And if you have a question for Albert and you want it to be on this podcast, leave us a voicemail on the Ask the Landlord hotline. That number is 646-580-3015. All right, Albert, we're going to dive right in today. How are you? I'm good, Melissa. How are you? I'm ecstatic. I've been on an emotional roller coaster. My husband and I are in the process, fingers crossed, of buying a home in Pittsburgh. So my question for you, when someone is buying a home, what's an inspection and what are some things a buyer should look out for? Great. First of all, um, congratulations. Thank you. Best of luck to you. Thank you. It's uh, buying a house, you know, it's probably the biggest purchase you'll make, most people will make in their lives. And, uh, you know, this is your home. This is where you're going to be living and um, investing a huge amount of money to do. And um, certainly something to take very seriously and uh, appropriately um, be concerned about to make sure you're doing things the right way. Uh, and, uh, I, I get the stress. It's, uh, moving and doing new things and making such big commitments, huge, huge, uh, things. And, uh, hopefully that's, that's one of the reasons why we're here to help out with such questions. Uh, so, um, one of the things about, one of the things that's like a theme of the podcast, but also in the United States is you know, the United States really was set up and they said, you know, I, I don't know if you heard this back in the day, but chicken in every pot, right? Chicken in every pot. After the war or before the, the war, Second World War, you know, the government really wanted to make sure that people had enough to eat. And then housing was a big, was a big part of, you know, the U.S. economy and having people be able to buy homes. It was a big push. In the in the in the in the United States for the last uh, seventy five years, let's say. So to do that, as I just said, it's the biggest deal that you're going to make, maybe in your life, the biggest commitment, biggest purchase. And to your point, and I think you're saying this. Every person is going to do this or, you know, transact for housing and it's a big purchase, big commitment, whether it's renting or buying, but let's say buying. And not everybody is an expert in real estate, you know? So, so the rules of the game are very much set up to protect the people that are buying from themselves and enabling not experts in real estate to buy homes, Hmm. right? So there's a lot of protections and rules 
and boxes that need to be checked that are set up in a way that you're like you're going to go through in this process, which you're you're like going to start to realize now. You're like, why do I have to do that? Why is this? Why is this so much paperwork? Why you know you know because it's around you. Let's say you being unsophisticated in real estate, dealing with doing this big purchase now, but also dealing with people that are sophisticated in real estate, such as the real estate agent, real estate broker, those people, the mortgage people. So the mortgage people or and the real estate agents, they do this every day. So they have a different threshold of care that they need to take when dealing with you as a person who's just buying a house because they're experts, let's say, in their domain. And they have to follow certain rules. And there are certain rules that have to be followed to protect you. Okay? So, and then banks, if they're lending the money to you to buy the house, which is most of the money to buy the house, right? When you think about it, sometimes, very often, they have their rules about how things go, right? So right. that they, they could loan the money to you and feel safe. Now, and this, I'm producing a background so you get it and you'll see why a lot of this stuff makes sense, right? And we're going to talk about this in more detail. The In, the, in uh, America, United States, okay, you're familiar with, there's a Fannie, the Federal National Mortgage mm-hmm. Association, and there's Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae and Freddie Fannie Mac. Fannie Mae, yeah. Then there's so those are called GSCs, government sponsored agencies, right? And what those agencies were set up to do is to help people to produce loans to help people provide housing, to have housing, right? But how do they work? They function as a secondary mortgage market, right? So let's say you go to your bank, let's call it Bank of America, okay? Mm-hmm. Bank of America is not Fannie Mae, okay? Bank of America is going to lend you the loan, the money for the pro- for the home. Let's say they're lending you, I don't know, 80% of the purchase, just a, mm-hmm. just a wait. Then the government, through Fannie Mae, goes to Bank of America and says, thank you, uh, thank you, Bank of America, for loaning the money to Melissa. We want you, Bank of America, to be able to loan money to the next person. So we're going to buy the loan from you, Bank of America, that you made to Melissa. So Bank of America, you're really not making the loan. You're originating the loan and you're going to handle the paperwork and the servicing and get paid for that. But the government is really going to own the loan. Mm -hmm. So the government is thinking, I'm here to provide housing. I'm also here to protect the government from making bad loans and Bank of America is in it in some way to, you know, keep doing it in the right way. So that I just want you to understand that the players there of mm-hmm. and why there's so much paperwork and why there's so many rules because, you know, this is like things that you like. The most important thing for you, the bank has a concern. The government has a concern. You're like, oh, uh, and then there are investors. So then the government, Fannie Mae, uh, then says, oh, okay, Melissa, you know, we're going to give you a loan for 30 years at uh, 5%, you know, whatever. 
And then how does the government then recoup that money that they loan you so that they have enough money? Mm-hmm. They could either, you know, print more money, right? Borrow the money. So what they usually do is either borrow the money or print the money, right? So if they borrow the money, what they do is they go out to other people and offer the people uh, the return on that money. So they'll sell bonds to raise money, right? So now you're like, wow, I the, this little house that I was buying, it's it, it involves so many different people and so many different things. I just, I didn't know all that, but that's going on in the background, okay? That's a very good explanation. It really okay. is. <laughs> Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Cool. Yeah. So now, so now you have a question about a what? A home inspection. Yeah. Question. So where does this come to play? Okay, good. So you're buying this house and very often, you know, unless it's a brand, if it's a brand new house or it's an old house, you, you really want to know what the problems are with the house so that you could, you could address them or have them addressed by the seller, you know, and you could do that in many ways, but one of the ways you you can address that is like, look, I'm buying a fixer upper. Like the guy goes to you, listen, this is the price and the price is lower because the house is in such condition. Fine. Right. Or maybe the house was represented that it was in good condition and everything is fine. And then you find out that it wasn't so. So that you want to make sure that you're, you're paying the appropriate price and that you're not going to deal with a major issue that's not that you don't have the money for or that you didn't anticipate, right? Mm-hmm. So when you so now you're going into what's what's the biggest purchase. And I just talked about how, you know, Bank of America has their rules, but then they're gonna sell the loan to the government. And so there's really not so many people you could talk to about this. And once they commit, they commit. And you know, you're going to sell line up, you know, your down payment, other people, you know, other people helping, the government getting involved, the bank, you're like, okay. I want to make sure that I'm not getting into a problem so that, you know, I'm lining up the money the right way because this is a big deal, you know, got it. So now you're like a house inspection. You know, what do I need to know that I don't know about houses? I'm not a housing person. I'm in the podcast production business. Right. If you ask me about a podcast production, I could tell you, you know, Albert, you don't have this microphone. Your lighting is this, you that. I don't even know those things. You know, all those things. Like right. if I ask you, what does it mean to set up a pot? You're like, I know all the details that I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to think about. Right. Mm-hmm. The software, all the back end of it. All exactly. that stuff. Right. I don't even know to make this work so easily. You know how to do it. Thank but, you. But a house thing, you're like, I don't know. Like what's a ridge event? What do I, I kill? <laughs> right. How, where's the water? How does the house heat itself? Right. <laughs> right. What, how, what, you know, what? What does it mean if it has a foundation, if it doesn't have a foundation? What slab on grade, a basement, a moisture, a radon, a, Oop, a, check. you know, all that stuff. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. So, so those are uh, things that you want to know that you, 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 you want to know before you're going into this prop, this house. And you may still buy the house. You may not buy the house based on some of those things that you find. Most likely you do, and you as long as you know about them, right? There's also, I want to say this to you, like a, an obligation on the part of the real estate agent or broker to disclose 
things that are wrong with the house that they know about and that they were told about, which are called latent defects. So let's say um, the house uh, has a mold problem or something or a lead thing. And you're like, the realtor didn't tell me about that. The realtor could actually be liable. Wow. The listing he, agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. The answer is everybody. <laughs> well, so, so if they didn't disclose this issue, like there's a problem with the foundation, they didn't tell you that and your inspector didn't find it, you're, they have liability. Wow. But you're also responsible, you know, to, to check for yourself what you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is where it comes into account where you're saying, look, I'm going to, and this is different in different states. For example, like you hire, you know, different states, you need a lawyer to do a closing or a title company or whatever. But now you're like, oh, okay. I don't know anything about houses or construction. I need an expert to tell me what's wrong with this house. What issues I'm going to have because I don't know what I'm looking at. I do the same thing with a car, you know, like if I'm buying a used car, mm -hmm. well, you want to make sure, hey, is it okay? What are the problems? You know, things like that, right? Um, I don't know if you were a kid, when you were a kid, did you have Highlights Magazine? Do you ever have that? No. Okay. Did there I? was a magazine that we used to, like a kid's magazine that we used to subscribe to. Mm -hmm. and. They would, you know, there was like little workbook things, exercises and puzzles. Maybe, in the yeah. And there was a page like, what doesn't belong in this picture, right? Yes, I know what and you're talking about. Pretty much, you know, home inspections. And I do this when I buy buildings. Like I've seen so many that you see the things over and over again. And then you see a certain thing that doesn't belong. And you're like, what's that? Mm -hmm. That's pretty much a house inspection. Yeah. Right. So you're looking for that thing that goes, why did that happen? What is that? I never saw that before, but you don't know to look at it because you don't necessarily look at a lot of houses. Right? right. So now, but that's what the home inspector is going to look for. Right. Right. The thing that stands out in the picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're hiring a guy that knows what to look for and has like a protocol of how to look. Right. Mm -hmm. I encourage you to be involved in that process with the home inspector and say to the home inspector, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm worried about. Okay. So that's what, okay to do that with the inspector? I, yeah, absolutely. Point I, out, like if they, I don't want to diminish, like lessen their job or question yeah. them. But if I see a crack, I want to be like, what is that? Right, right. Okay. Hey, I, and I said, look, you know, you also want to respect uh, their ability and you right. want to make sure you're getting a good person. Uh, that comes recommended and um, you don't know the person and you're not really going to see the person again, right? Right. In my business, I use home, I use inspectors to check out buildings and I develop a relationship with them and we've bought houses a lot too. So I, you know, have a relationship with a guy where they, we've built where we know he knows what I'm looking for, how I look at a property. I know how he looks at it. So, uh, and we create like a, like a system for that. Okay. So you might ask the guy, Hey, what's a sample of a report that you produce mm -hmm. before? And he'll give you a say, look, I, I, I'm okay. Cross out the names and stuff, but show me kind of what 
your report looks like so that I know like what I'm going to be getting. And then you'll be able to um, know sort of what that he's looking for or not, or she looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been in houses where I was doing an inspection and I thought I could handle something and I was going to buy it. And and the inspector goes to me, run away. What was the issue? It was like a major mold issue. Oh. And I said to the I said to the inspector, I said, no one's ever told me that before. Wow. I said, uh, if you're saying that, uh, I'm running. Yeah. You know? And that's why said, you hire the professionals. Well, I said, have you ever said that to somebody? She go, I says, she goes to me. I never said, I, I don't say this to people. She's like, you you can't handle this. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, now I know more about that, but um, I'm just bringing that up for you. So, so what you're looking for is things to think about. Now, why do you care? Let's say you go to a store and you buy a dress, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you decide that you're going to wear this dress every day mm-hmm. to work. You and I know that that dress is not going to last you 100 years. Right. Right. Or there's some like you're going to have to sew it. At some point, you're going to get it dirty. You're going to have to clean it. Mm-hmm. The house is the same way, except, you know, so- one day you're going to have to fix the roof. Mm-hmm. You want to know what that is, where it, when it, that's going to happen, right. and how that's going to happen. And you want to know, by the way, you didn't build the roof, right? So when you build the roof, you know, very often you put the roof on. The guy goes, "Oh, you have a thirty-year warranty, whatever, whatever." That's fine. So, so you say to the guy, "Okay, when was the roof done?" and where are we in that life cycle? Exactly. And the inspector's going to tell you in seven years from now. I mean, it's not, you know, this is the, uh, you know, this is the thing. He's going to go, seven years from now, you're going to probably have to replace the roof. You know, mm-hmm. okay, got it. Not now, but it's not exact science, but you're like, okay, I have to put that in my budget. Exactly. How much is the roof? Oh, roof is $10,000. Seven years, divide the 10,000 by seven years, I have to put that in my budget. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, oh, then, but the inspector is also going to tell you, oh, there's certain things that you have to know about right now that make this house dangerous that, um, you know, you have to be dealt with before you get it. What would be something like that? Like there's a radon thing, a radon test, mm-hmm. right? And radon is like a gas that you can't see or smell that comes from the sewer mm-hmm. um, under or under the ground that some houses used to have and they, you know, cause cancer or things like that. So you're like, I need to know if that exists so that before I buy the house, I, it's taken care of. Right. Doesn't mean it's not taken care of bull. It's not mm-hmm. fixed. It is fixable, but you guys got to know about that before you get in there. And it's a silent thing that you would never know and unless you did a test. So you do that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, what about the water pressure of the house? Right? What about the existing heating and cooling system? We could mm-hmm. HVAC. 
Right. Heating, ventilation, air, air conditioning. Right. So you're like, oh, how does the house get heated? How does that work? Right. What's the condition of that? How do I maintain the boiler? How do I work with the existing system? Do I have to add that into my... He's like, oh, okay. This is not... This is old. This is new. Fix that. Do this. You know, wow. I didn't know those things. I didn't know that I even had to know them. Right. And they turn on... What about electricity? They turn on every light switch? Sure. They turn... Mm -hmm. They check the... They check the outlets. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I check in a house is like, okay, uh, let's say the, okay, there are houses out here. Let's say I'm in New Jersey now and there's a town a little far away where, not too far away, where people would only come to the house. It was a summer community, like for, just for the beach. So the homeless, when you bought them, a lot of them didn't have heat at all. Wow. Because people only lived in them in the summer. So you're like, oh, so if I'm going to buy that house, it doesn't have heat at all. You got to put heat into the house. But that's part of the price that you're paying. Right. right? So so then you got to say, okay, well, I got to put heat in. I don't know anything about that. I got to get a guy to look at the house. to think, How am I going to put that in? Where does it go? How does it, is it going to affect the walls? How do I, okay. What about, oh, this house is beautiful house, very old, 100 years. I bought it. And it's in, it's a it's a landmark and it's beautiful and it's a tree lined street, but it was built a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. You think they did advances in electricity from a hundred years ago? So you have, you know, so you have what's called knob and tube wiring in the walls. And you're like, oh, that's like old wiring. Today we have copper. They were fiber optic. You're like, what? You know, there's old wiring in this house. Like, is that something that? I'm going to need to upgrade in order to, um, you know, not come into any, you know, to be in this today's, uh, so that's something to think about. There's another thing like uh, today we have sheetrock you're familiar with. You've heard the word sheetrock. Mm-hmm. You know, sheetrock is a is like a prefabricated wall material, right? Or a ceiling material. In those days, they had what's called plaster and lath, right? So they had wood slats that they would do and then plaster over it because they didn't have prefabricated. So so the walls were built differently. So then you're like, oh, if I wanted to change a wall, it's really knocking down, like getting rid of this old way of being doing things that we have advanced today. But mm-hmm. how is the house? What about, you know, I'm let's say the house is heated and everything like that. And then you're like, and you don't know this, right? You don't know this today. And you're not an expert, right? But the, But the house guy might be, and you say, well, he says to you, no, this house doesn't have insulation. So when you heat the house, a lot of the heat that you're producing is going to go out the walls, out the door, out the window because it's not insulated in a certain way. So if you want to save money, we're going to have to insulate the house. You're like, I had no idea. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's not bad or anything, but it's just something to know. Mm-hmm. You know, so... You see how they're like, oh, another thing that people do is, uh, you know, what happens is people live in these houses for a long time and and some of the things that are wrong with the houses happened over time, right? I'm giving you a lot of things to worry about now, I know, but take it easy. Like, 
<laughs> not, no, the anxiety yeah. is under control. Okay. So they go, oh, you know, they go into the basement of the house and they go, oh, there's termite damage. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, like what termite? Like, oh yeah, this beam has been eaten by termites. You're like, okay, <laughs> what do I do about that? Right. <laughs> So then, so like I've been there in the basement and you're in the basement and you, you like stick your, uh, a screwdriver in the, uh, in this beam that you think is solid wood. And it's like the screwdriver goes into the beam. And you're like, um, yeah, uh, and this is holding up the house. Um, I, how do, uh, what, what do I do? Right. You're like, okay, we got a tree for termites so that they don't come back. And that beam has to be, uh, sistered and replaced and fixed okay those are important things to know mm-hmm. oh why is this floor sagging like this yeah a lot of them are <laughs> so you go oh you go to the guy well is it you you want to know from the inspector you say well is it done sagging <laughs> right like you're like is it like this and now if i fix it it won't go anymore again right or is there an underlying issue that is causing that to happen, such as a failure of some structural element or something like that, that I, you know, mm-hmm. that needs to be reinforced, fixed, changed. All right, Albert, I'm going to stop you there. That was so much good information. I think we should make this into two parts. So thank you so much for all that. And if you have a question for Albert, leave us a voicemail on the Ask the Landlord hotline. That number is 646-580-3015. And we can answer your question on this podcast. Thank you so much. For more episodes, please subscribe to Ask the Landlord on your favorite podcast platform. We'd appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch the show, check out our Ask the Landlord YouTube channel. If you have a question for Albert, feel free to contact him on Instagram at Ask the Landlord and check out his TikTok at Ask the Landlord. Bridging the gap between landlords and tenants, this has been Ask the Landlord. Thanks for listening.